Welcome everyone. So I hope you are doing well and December is not getting too much under your skin. It can be a very beautiful time. It can be a very stressful time depending on how your life flows, how much you're able to force yourself to slow down on a regular basis. And what I wanted to talk to you about today, the inspiration for the week that I wanted to share, is about getting out of our own way on the path to healing. And kind of the sub-question, the subtext is why we don't heal sometimes. I had an interview with someone just a few days ago and she asked me, well, you know, what is the main thing? What someone told you, what did a teacher tell you once that was the most important thing? What do you wish you had known uh, when you started on this journey? And it was probably when I look back on many, of course, there were many wise things teachers had told me over the years. But my first Reiki teacher, um, in the very first, uh, or one of the very first Reiki classes, uh, that was almost 10 years ago, um, and I was like, oh, but, you know, I'm not uh, enough this, I'm not enough that, but I'm not evolved enough, I'm not uh, pure enough, I'm not advanced enough, you know, I uh, eat this, I drink that, uh, what not, right? So, you know, how do I, and she said, no, but just get out of your own way, get out of your own way. And I think this get out of your own way is still a sort of a mantra that I have to repeat to myself sometimes several times a day. Right, Get out of your own way. And I think when we're blocked or stuck in healing, this is often the issue. We just can't get out of our own way. Um, if you are yourself in the healing and helping field, or, you know, more broadly, if you work with people, you know how too much attachment, too many expectations stop any progress. Say somebody comes to you uh, and you're a healer or an energy worker or counselor and says, oh, you know, I need, I need this. Like, I need to get married tomorrow, right? Nobody loves me. Can you help me find a husband? Or, oh my goodness, nobody could help me. You are my only hope. Usually when that happens, the instinct is to run away. And <laughs> for the healer, I mean. And uh, it's often the correct instinct because when there is such a degree of attachment and expectation it's almost impossible to break through this barrier because the ego is so wounded it will just not accept any other version of reality it's like I need healing now but another wise thing that a teacher said that also I wish I had known in the beginning of my journey is that nine pregnant women will not make a child be born in one month Right, you can have a healing session every day, but it won't have the process go faster than it's meant to go. 
And you can take 20 different classes, but nothing will change unless you're surrendered, unless kind of your inner resistance is broken down. And that's sometimes very difficult to accept when we need change now, when, you know, I've been miserable for the past 40 years or all my life I was thinking a particular pattern and now I expect it to change overnight. Well, a thinking pattern can change overnight, but for it to anchor, for it to bring fruit, things take time. If you are planting something, if you work in gardening, you know that you have to plant a seed first and it takes time and you have to plant it at the right time and then you have to let it go. There is a legend or a story, a Chinese story, I think, about a farmer who was very impatient and he was uh, growing rice. And he was frustrated that the rice was growing very slowly. So one day he came back home and he said to his son, Oh, you know, I was helping the rice shoots to grow. The son was horrified and he ran back to the field and he saw that uh, all the rice has withered because what the farmer has been doing, he was pulling them up, right? He pulled them up. Oh, I'm going to help you to grow. I'm just going to pull them up. So any hope of having rice for the season was gone. And that's what we very often do. There is no, I'm not going to wait. I don't have time. I have to heal now. Change now. <laughs> I have to, you know, if you break a bone and you go to a doctor and say, no, 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 no. I don't have time. I, I, I'm not going to wait for months. I want the bone to be healed now. Um, Right, well, the do a doctor can't really send you away. He can try try to convince you that there is no way a bone will heal now. Or you can go to energy healers and say, can you make my bone grow now? Can you make it healthy by the end of next week? I have to do the marathon. And of course, it's not possible. So the natural process is for things to take time. Quantum leaps and quantum shifts are, of course, possible. And sometimes we change our mind overnight. And that brings in new awareness and new understanding of reality. But also these quantum shifts um, very often happen when we've given up. You know, that moment when... You finally surrender to, oh, you know, I, there is nothing I can do. I give up. Nothing works. And that's when grace comes, because until then, the only thing you had was resistance. I have to fix things now. <laughs> now is the time. So this getting out of our own way is crucial for healing, for any change to take place. It's normal to be impatient, and I think the more wounded we are, the more disempowered we are, the less we're able to see the need for surrender. 
It's like, no, I have suffered so much, I am entitled to healing now. And if it doesn't happen, then see, the universe is against me. It just, I just proved to myself once again that I am cursed, that God hates me and the universe hates me and I'm a loser and a bum. See, uh, see I, I knew it. I knew it. Nothing works. Then you go to healer number 65 and the same thing happens again, right? The universe cursed me. God hates me. Everyone is against me. There is a curse. Let's lift the curses. Well, there'll be hundreds of people who'd be very happy to lift a curse off of you, of course, for a good uh, financial remuneration. And the thing, it, it, kind of, it can go on for lifetimes, basically. It can be just stuck in that loop of, of uh, clearing curses and whatnot. But uh, the change doesn't happen because there is no surrender. There is no stepping back. Um, and this kind of inability to get out of our own way, this absolute terror uh, to let go, to release, to surrender, to accept anything is a very difficult barrier to break in healing. And as I said, in my experience, it's often more difficult when there's been a lot of wounding, when a person is very disempowered, when they completely and wholeheartedly believe that, you know, the universe is against me, right? I'm just a loser. Nothing is going to help me anyway. So they kind of seek confirmation, even if logically uh, they want to feel better, but there is just this kind of, as they say, confirmation bias. <laughs> so I'm looking for experiences that will uh, prove once again that I am hopeless. The ego can take a surprising pride and comfort in that. We can get very attached to our wounding, to feeling disempowered, to feeling like a victim. It's one of the most difficult identities to share. It's like, oh, I'm a victim. Nobody wants me. These experiences, they can go uh, deep into childhood. They often, in this physical life, they start in the mother's womb, if we are a very sensitive soul. We can experience, for example, if the mother was tired or sick uh, during pregnancy, uh, we're half body, half soul. We are very receptive, very perceptive to these subtle emotions of the mother. So it may not even have been something terrible, but as a little baby in the womb, you may have experienced or someone may have experienced mother's feelings as rejection. I'm not wanted here. Nobody wants me. And so this pattern goes throughout a uh, lifetime. Um, and then everything is colored in, in this uh, tone, right? We only see the experiences where we feel rejected over and over again. And so to heal that, well, yes, of course, you, you go for example, in a meditation or in a healing session, you go back to those womb time experiences and uh, release that. But what needs to happen for this healing to integrate is letting go, is stepping out of our own way, is uh, surrendering the result to, to the divine. If we don't surrender the result, we can't receive grace because there is this uh, wounded part of us that demands right, the rice, rice shoots need to grow. I'm helping them grow. So I 
pull out the tiny, weak little seeds that have been planted in the healing process. Ah, see, no results. No results. Nobody wants me still. God doesn't want me. The universe doesn't want me. Bye. Didn't help. Didn't help. See? Uh, so the ego takes on this maximalistic teenager personality that is offended with everything, right? And really can't, can't release, can't let go, can't surrender. But true healing, especially when we're talking about deep, profound things that are really our life's mission to heal, heal that separation, heal that woundedness, true healing, it happens in spirals, Profound wounds such as sexual abuse or trauma, it happens in spirals. It happens over time. We need time to heal. It's not normal to accept. It, it, it doesn't work in nature. Everything needs time to grow. We experience quantum shifts and then they take time to integrate when or sometimes what happens when for example we have experienced a huge quantum shift and something was moved something touched right the energy moved and rather than receiving it and flowing with it allowing it to take momentum we get very attached to it and say, oh yes, so, okay, so now everything is going to be perfect. Now it means I'm healed and uh, things are just going to be fine. Tomorrow I'll get, uh, you know, the, the triple the amount of money I was always earning or whatever the issue is. And when that doesn't happen, we <laughs> step back and again close down and try to control things and uh, go against the flow, kicking and screaming and... Uh, so this surrender, the, this kind of reminding ourselves to step out of our own way, to acknowledge that there is a wounded part of us that wants to control, but it's not it. And that the more we demand results now, the less results we're getting. Even in uh, life, we're not talk even if we don't talk about energy healing, kind of that attitude, it blocks things, right? It, it creates barriers between you and the people, between you and your colleagues. Um, but when it comes to energy and deep, profound healing, I mean, we're talking about uh, very often changing the patterns of a lifetime. And I have myself witnessed people change the patterns of a lifetime, in like one healing session or over one healing you know, process, whether it was myself or with others. Um, and in my experience, again, that's my experience. There, there are de many different angles one can take on it. But in my experience, that always happened when they were completely surrendered, when the attitude was just, well, what happens, happens. Yeah, let's just, sure. Whatever happens, happens, and we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We we will we understand, right? I understand that the energy goes where it needs to go, and it does the work that it needs to do. And I'll just I'll just accept where it takes me. 
when there is that acceptance, a lot can shift and a lot of grace is available. But very often what happens to us, and including myself, because I had many of those breakthroughs and many, many times when I felt like, oh my goodness, I'm trying everything and nothing is working. I'm really trying everything and nothing is working. It's just horrible, horrible, horrible. I've tried everything. I give up. And that is the moment of grace. It's kind of very often we just keep banging our head against the wall and we refuse to see the door. And it can go on. I know in my experience, it sometimes it went on for years. For example, feeling rejected. It's just, I'm trying everything. I'm trying this, I'm trying that, I'm trying this. I'm trying uh, this meditation, this modality, this healing. Nothing works. Oh, nothing works. I tried this. I uh, make a new attempt, nothing works. And this can <laughs> this can go on for a very long time, right? Because there is like it's like a never-ending loop until there is finally a realization, okay, well I I surrender, right? I give up. From the point of view of quantum mechanics, um what needs to happen is a shift in attention. It needs to go somewhere else. Practically speaking, we need to find a place where we can go higher up, where we can feel filled up, where we can experience a higher vibration. So sometimes it happens in a group situation, such as, for example, meditation group. Or another good example is a recovery from addiction. Right, such a such as AA, or there is um, a recovery 2.0, or there there are several. There is like an Islamic group that works with recovery. The principles spiritually are a little bit different, but energetically they operate on the same principle. One person comes alone; they've given up; they can't fight addiction, whatever it is, uh, alcohol or drugs or smoking or whatever they join a group, the group momentum carries them. When they they give up, and th that's the first step, right, to give up. Until you've given up, healing is not possible. Until you've admitted that you're powerless, it's, it's a losing, losing battle. So that's the step of getting out of our own way. Yes, I can't do it with my ego, with my wounded self. It it keeps, the wounded self only keeps repeating the same uh, scenario that it's always used to, that it's always seen, that it's maybe known since the mother's womb. So it just keeps recreating. I have to step out of that ego. So I, there's two components. One is getting to that higher energy, which is often available through a group or through spiritual practice or spiritual teacher or energy healing, yes, where that takes you to a higher level. And then you keep stepping out of your own way through your own practice, through daily surrender. Well, I surrender that outcome. I surrender the outcome of a relationship, for example. Oh, that those are the most difficult, you know. If somebody wants to get back with their partner, that <laughs> that can take a decade of of trying to fix. And of course, you know, it's very it's very difficult to surrender the outcome in matters of the heart. 
because, well, you know, how is it possible? And from the lower self perspective, it, it is indeed not possible because the lower self feels love as an emotion and as an attachment. So it's an either or situation, whereas the higher self loves because there is nothing but love. So it just stays in love regardless of what is happening on on the outside, regardless of what people are saying or doing and what the outcome is, because it can't do otherwise. And so to get to that higher self, of course, you need to associate with people who are in that state. You need to do the practice that puts you in that state. You need to... Uh, work with energy that puts you in that state that's what energy healing does but if then the mind the ego the lower self switches back on and says well now i demand results when is my husband coming back <laughs> then <laughs> then yes oh well then then we know what the result is so this this dance can go on for a very long time I know from my experience, this also happened in um, work situations or, for example, financial situations when there is suddenly uh, a lot of bills, a lot of unexpected expenses and no income. And I believe those are also lessons uh, in life. It's kind of that patch, that challenge that comes up where suddenly... There is an insurmountable obstacle, right? For example, I need to pay a certain amount and I only have nothing or one-tenth of it. And where do I get this uh, in, in a short amount of time? Nowhere. And so there is, uh, there is no choice but to surrender, right? There is no choice but to say, please help me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Please help me. I, I give up. I really give up. I trust that you put me here, whether you're talking to God or you know, however you formulate it. I trust that you put me here. I trust that I'm here for a reason and that you are the provider of all the grace. But by myself, I can do nothing. I surrender. I give up. And that's when the gates of grace open. Uh, it, I know it happened for me. Um, one situation wasn't so long ago. And uh, I thought, well, where, where am I going to get the money? There is no hope. And I, at first I was worried and stressed and tried to ask this person and that person. Of course, nobody wants to give you money, right? <laughs> because who would, who would give money? But also that maybe those people don't have money to give. And it's also not a very good um, way to solve a situation because you take someone else's money, but you have to give back your own. So, of course, it's better to earn it. But, oh, my God, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then when you're tired worrying when I was tired worrying and all the resources were exhausted that's when I surrendered it's okay I surrender you do with me according to your will boom the next day within something shifted and within a week I had the money <laughs> come in it's it's like and it's it happens regularly with different situations because that lesson of surrender, of stepping out of my own way. I don't know about you, but I have to relearn it uh, in bigger ways, maybe less often than every day, but in small ways every day. 
there is, oh, how am I going to fix this? Or how am I going to explain that to my client? Or sometimes I think, oh, someone booked a session. I have no idea how I can help them. Are they asking questions that are probably out of alignment with what I do? Turns out it's an amazing client, amazing session. We shift a lot of things, but just not from the ego perspective, because the ego always panics, right? It's either I'm not good enough or I'm too good for this. <laughs> either how dare you, I'm such an evolved person, how dare you ask me such primitive questions? Or no, your questions are too difficult. We can't do anything. Goodbye. And as I said, sometimes um, you have to send people away when when you know that, you know, that attachment, you can't do anything with it at this time. But like when somebody asks you, well, can you bring my husband back yesterday? The answer is no, <laughs> at least from my part. So no, I can't do that. Or, you know, manifest your twin flame in, uh, in two weeks or two months or whatever, you know, whatever time frame you have for this. Um, so obviously, you know, there are, there are limits, but, um, that understanding of a limit, it also comes from understanding of your own ego and where it struggled. Um, because when you know yourself, you contain the whole universe, all the possibilities, all the divine possibilities, and all the not so divine possibilities, all the broken possibilities. So the more you've witnessed all those parts of yourself, the easier it is also to understand other people and also to understand what works and what doesn't work. So, but that's another aspect of it, but kind of back to getting out of our own way as a prerequisite for healing. I think we need to be reminded of that every day. Um, and that's what meditation is about, right? It's about rising up from, from that ego perspective. It's about stepping out of our own way a little bit, of stopping to identify with the thoughts and with the drives and with the desires. I need to do it now. I have to help the rice shoots grow. Uh, no, 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 I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time. <laughs> Um, it has to happen now uh, as, and as soon as you say I don't have time that cuts off grace and receiving immediately that's um, really uh, that's kind of my uh, my take on it uh, that that cuts off the connection to the divine if you don't have time then you know no no one can help you because that's 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 a losing battle because you are not not connected then to the stream because um, even if we take it literally in uh, many cultures right in many traditions god or some aspect of god is time and so if you say you don't have time then it means you don't have that aspect of the divine you're refusing to work with uh, that higher power that higher channel and it cuts off the stream of grace so again we get out of our own way and say yes the, well the ego never has time our little wounded teenager always demands things now and that's how you know because sometimes also you know we can ask well where where is my ego what what the 
is this from the ego or from from the higher self is this ego coming in or or is it true you know am i fooling myself or is it true knowledge well it it may get complex but the ego the lower self usually has to have instant gratification it demands results now it's also either in the past or in the future, right? It wants to know what happened in the past. Well, sometimes it's helpful. Uh, it wants to know what will happen in the future. That's rarely helpful, unless uh, it's a valid um, question in the sense of, well, what, what is the most productive uh, result, right? If I go to the gym um, and if I do, for example, uh, I don't know, three sets of 15 uh, push-ups, Will it help me grow my muscles? Will it help my arms get stronger, right? And then the answer is yes, it will. That's a valid question. <laughs> but uh, uh, when will my arms get stronger if I sit on the sofa and do nothing? That's not a very valid question. You can sit on the sofa and do nothing for a very long time. Um, but uh, generally the ego doesn't want to be in, in the present. You can notice it through the meditation, that voice that uh, goes back to what happened earlier in the day or tries to think about, oh, what should I cook for dinner? Uh, where should I go to wash my car? Oh, my goodness, I have to do something tomorrow. What will I pack for my trip, etc., etc.? That voice is from the ego because it doesn't want to be in the now. <laughs> and it also demands immediate results. It's it, If you've been fasting, for example, you know very well that voice that says, Oh, no, 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 I can't wait until whatever it is, six o'clock, eight o'clock tomorrow, uh, how, whatever type of fast you're doing. I have to do it now, 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 now. It has to be now. Sometimes it's very strong. And really the only way to soften it is to say, yes, you have a right. You have a right to food. I understand you, but you can wait. And when it's six o'clock, and when it's tomorrow, you will get food. You will absolutely get food. Sometimes it's too strong because it's very wounded, right? It's very defensive. And then you need to talk to your ego, like to a child. Well, can you wait for 20 minutes? Let's wait for 20 minutes. Let's go for a walk. Or let's do those 15 push-ups, right? three sets of 15 push-ups, and then see how you feel after that. And after 20 minutes, we talk again. And sometimes after 20 minutes, that craving is gone and you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's better. Actually, I don't need to. I don't need to do that. But so these, these are the ego voices. And th that's the way, you know, that's the I that we need, that needs to get out of the way, right? Getting out of our own way. That's what stands in the way. That's what, what blocks it. It's that little voice of the unhealed teenager. It will always be there. We can heal it as much as we can. But if we only uh, work on healing, 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 it's kind of a losing battle. It's not a losing battle. It's wonderful to heal, but it's a job that's never done in a way because that voice will always find something to complain about. So we also need to go higher up. We need that awareness, that practice that takes us higher up in our thinking to distinguish that, oh, I am not that voice. I am not that ego that demands results now. 
And of course, also in the practice, what makes me rise above that voice? Is it meditation? Is it walking? Is it uh, physical exercise? Is it prayer? Is it a group meeting or, you know, some form of communion uh, or study group or a meeting with a spiritual friend or healer or teacher? Does it does it help me? Does it lift me higher up? That's my that and that higher self, that place where I was above those problems. That's my true self. That's the real I that I always have access to. So now from this vantage point of the real eye, I can talk to the little eye and tell it, don't, don't help the rice shoots to grow. Let them grow in their own time. Okay, so I'm going to end this inspiration for today. I hope it inspired you to not, not give up and also to get out of your own way more. We all have that little voice it's just the issue of you know how much we are allowing ourselves (laughs) to listen to it every day Um, and it's uh, it's a process that's that's the whole path um, of healing um, and of reconnection to the true voice the voice that is in the now that is in awareness, that doesn't care about the past and the future, that is just present. The more we let that voice become a part of us, the more we connect to it, the easier it is to surrender, of course, to get out of our own way, to let go. And that's the process. So I wish you a wonderful week and um, be inspired and be blessed. Mm -hmm.